Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And welcome back. We've got, I think, three or four podcasts. Yes, probably four. Right. And this is one of our series. You guys really like the series. We do standalone podcasts and we do interviews occasionally, but it's the series where we do three or four on the same topic where they're episodal that you guys really seem to like. So more of that. And frankly, it's easier for us to create content. Yes. That's long form. Yeah. Well, it's hard to really present anything in 15 or 20 minutes with our discussion and ramp up and that sort of thing. So especially a topic like this, which is overcoming your phone fear. Not that any of you have that or anything, (laughs) not that we pay attention, but you know, that's not something you can just magically cure in a 20 minute session. Exactly. And so the reason that this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the, at least the United States. um, And I'm now noticing a lot of people from different countries, which are really starting to take hold of this content too, is because it is actually mostly training, but with a fair amount of coaching mixed in as well. And you can tell the difference, I would think, that when you're listening to our podcast and you're listening to other, um, you know, quote unquote, real estate coaches online or on YouTube or whatever, you can tell the difference. There's one thing to basically be able to skim the surface and just do some lightweight training. It's another thing which you're going to receive today, which is designed, frankly, we don't know how else to do it because we've been coaching agents for so long, to really drill down and give you guys the actual nuts and bolts to move forward with this this topic and all the other topics. And, and again, our uh, podcast, this podcast, is listened to by tens of thousands of agents every single day. If you've not yet given us a five-star review uh, on iTunes, it takes you five seconds to do so. We'd really certainly appreciate it. And if you're over on YouTube, obviously subscribe to us there. The YouTube channel, Julie, is now over 20,000 subscribers, yeah. uh, which is doing it's really amazing. great. I know. We're uh, probably going to have over... I don't know, maybe 80,000 by the end of this year. Fantastic. We'll see. All right, Julie, so let's just jump right in. Yes, so we're talking about how to overcome call reluctance or fear of the phone, however you're defining it in your mind as you're avoiding it. But it is normal to experience that call reluctance. Typically, real estate salespeople feel this due to their fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of conflict, fear of even success or lack of confidence. Maybe you suffer from all of these, but it's time to get out of fear and into action. And as always, our job is to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. Now, I want to help you guys understand something because it'll save you a lot of, uh, frankly, wasted effort. Your problem is not your mindset. Your Your problem is not your big why. Your problem basically is a lack of skills on how to actually do the work. If you want to have a really powerful mindset, if you want to have long-term, long-term, ever-increasing levels of success, it's not going to come from all the sitting around and thinking about it and ruminating uh, that a lot of people try to prescribe to you. It's going to come from action. The faster you take action, let alone massive action, the faster your overall mindset is going to change. The mindset uh, you know, I would say space or people that are trying to convince you that your problem is your mindset. Those folks don't really want to cure your mindset because then you wouldn't need them anymore. <laughs> so what our goal here is to give you guys the skill set necessary. And yes, along the way, we are going to confront some of your limiting beliefs, but we're not going to spend and nor will we ever spend on this podcast or our book or our coaching 
I'll, you know, anytime on the, frankly, the, you know, pseudoscience woo-woo stuff of mindset. That's right. Less rumination, more action. So knowledge, I'm just laughing because I think you read my mind that we are not going to be spending four podcasts on that. So. Well, I mean, it's worth, you know, some people are going like, what? This is weird. They're real estate coaches. How are they not spending 90% of their time talking about my mindset? Well, it's because we know it leads nowhere. We know it's a waste of time. We know ultimately that everything comes from action. Okay, I'll prove it to you guys. <laughs> I was just, um, I'm arranging, actually, we do rarely have guests, but one of the guests that we're inviting back are a couple Navy SEALs that Julie and I uh, know. And I was just thinking about some of the questions that we are going to be asking them. And I was thinking how funny it would be is if, you know, you are becoming a Navy SEAL and the first thing they're going to do when you show up to mm-hmm. BUDS is they're going to work on your mindset. They're going to help you figure out your big why. They're going to help you figure out your dream boards. No, that's not how it works. When you show up to BUDS, it's assumed that you are ready actually for the toughest training on planet Earth. Or you're not going to stay there. You're not going to stay in that environment. What am I trying to help you guys understand? It's about the action because the SEALs or what, you know, essentially the output of BUDS is going to be someone who actually is ready to be a Navy SEAL. And all of you can learn from that, that it's not about sitting around thinking about how you feel or, you know, waiting for your uh, inspiration to hit or waiting for your, uh, for you to have passion. It's about taking massive action. That is the truth. That is the absolute bottom line truth. And from the massive action comes everything you want, including profound meaning, including basically having a real sense of purpose uh, on this planet because from the massive action, that that comes as a result of skills. You're then going to see yourself in action, helping other people and making a lot of money. If, you know, that will, I promise you, make it so that you have a mindset of Superman or Superwoman. Or what have you. Yes, but that comes because knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. Now, if you desire a greater level of profitability, you must then upgrade your knowledge, otherwise known as your skills. Now, most of you reach a certain level of production and then never get to the next level because you're only comfortable transacting with people who already know, love, and trust you. And we're grateful for those people, but in order to move the needle financially to get to your next level and have more exciting goals, you must learn to help more people than just the ones you already know. So that means that you must do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, this is more important than ever in this changing market. You need more contacts, not less, when fewer people are buying and selling. Last year, there were six and a half million transactions in the country. This year, it's predicted that there will be around four million. So to do the same or more business, you have to be much more proactive this year. You just wrote these notes and that's actually, I hadn't heard that. So you're telling me that they're now downward projecting to 4 million? 4 to 4.3. But the problem is that the reason that they're hovering around that low of 4 million-ish is because inventory continues to drop. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of shocking, actually, if you think about what Considering the time of year and the trends and things like that. So you need houses to sell to sell houses, right? So this leads us directly to proactive lead generation, otherwise known as prospecting. Yes, I used the word. It's okay. We warned you. When you are proactive, you don't have to pay for your leads, sit around waiting for elaborate systems to someday work, or pay crazy referral fees. You are the master of your success. Julie Harris, I have a question for you. Yes. What is a contact? Because I promise you, there are people listening right now that define a contact in some, you know, non-real way. So what is a contact? texting or impressions or any of that. Nope. A contact, and we'll be using that word more over this series, a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. 
a conversation. Now that could be uh, over coffee. It could be at their door or it could be by phone. It is not text. It is not voicemail. It is not hoping that their teenage kid gives them a message. None of that counts. And I'll give you guys a little sort of interesting, um, I don't know how it works this way, but it does. The number, say for example, for you to meet or exceed all your financial goals, you have to sell 20 homes per year. That is really what you have to do. You have, and here's, in this market, this is the bottom line truth. You have to be making 20 solid contacts per day, having 20 actual conversations. Now, fortunately for you, many, my dear listener, many of you don't even have to sell anywhere near that number of homes. Now, if you're from, you know, the Midwest and yeah, I get it. I mean, you do if you want to uh, make good money, but if otherwise, many of you have an average sale price that's going to result in an average commission of over $10,000. And many of you are going to do exceptionally well by making far fewer contacts, but do not be confused. And again, we're going to get into it on this podcast, but of course, in our coaching program, we talk a lot about all the different buckets of people you can contact. Many of them don't require that high of a skill set, for example, centers of influence and past clients. But there is the number that you're looking for when you're asking how many houses or rather how many contacts I should be making is the same as the number of homes you expect to sell that uh, that particular year or this particular year. Yes, which was a prequel to an upcoming point, but that's good because it'll get them thinking about it before we get there. So point number one is actually kind of a mindset point. Make the commitment today to overcome your call reluctance once and for all. Don't allow yourself another day of wishing, waiting, speculating, or running your business on hopium. Luck is not a business plan. So I'm going to move that away from mindset because it was a mindset-y thing, but I'm going to move this towards practical, if you don't mind. Okay? Do you have yes. practical work in well, there? Well, proactively, generation is predictable and duplicatable once you unlock that skill set. Here's the practical way of thinking about it. I want you to take how much money it costs to run your family, right? Your family and your business. Figure out what that monthly cost is. Now, if obviously you have other sources of income, a spouse or what have you, then, you know, figure out what you actually are responsible for coming up with financially. Divide that by the number of days. And that's how much money you have to be earning every single day. So if you're wanting to know how to overcome your call reluctance or laziness, basically, sorry, but that is the word. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to know how to actually overcome that quickly, you got to remind yourself if you're not actually doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, that the negative momentum, five days go by, 10 days go by, where you did not put in place enough income to cover that, uh, the money that you're spending every day, whether you are, you know, going to Starbucks or whether you're sitting at home, you know, playing roadblocks well, with Zoe. You exist, right? You, you have utilities, you have gas for your car, you're eating groceries. Even if you don't have a big mortgage payment, everything's paid off. You still have a cost of daily existence. That's exactly right. And so the bottom line is, and be very clear about this, you are going to be spending money every single day. So if you want to know how to overcome your call reluctance, go look to see how much money you have saved. And then divide it by how much money you have to earn per day and per month. Yep. And that is going to give you a window into when you're going to be broke. You literally can put a big X on the calendar, whatever month or year that is. Some of you are months away. Some of you are years away. But you literally can do that calculation. So again, you figure out what it costs to run you. You divide that by the day. You put that into the savings that you have. You calculate how months months or weeks, hopefully you're, you're at least months off, and then you. I've done this with coaching clients, and it usually does the trick. I mean, maybe we just saved four podcasts. I don't know. Well, but I mean, this goes back to what it's I said true, at though. the top. We cannot just train. We have to coach. And what we did is we just showed you guys, ready for it, a mindset hack to get, off, get you off your butt because <laughs> what you're now using is fear. To mo you're using self-created fear, which, by the way, is rooted in reality to motivate you. It's called facting. It's, we're facting yeah. you. That's right. We're giving you the facts. That is a way for you to start thinking about essentially 
uh, when you're just, oh, I can't figure out what to do, here's what to do. How many, how many houses do you have to sell this year to make it sure, make it so you're easily paying all your bills, you're saving money, you're paying all the things you have to pay for and paying for all the things you want to pay for, right? How much money is that divided by your average commission and then figure out how much that is per month, figure out how, that is how much per week and figure out how much that is per day. And if you did not earn money that particular day from your activities, if you did not take a listing, which is going to result in say, uh, for example, 10 grand and that amount of inactivity accumulates, so it becomes uh, days, become weeks, become months, become you know a year. You are essentially burning the candle at both ends, and there will be a point when you have no more financial staying power. Oh, I'll just refinance my house. Oh, I'll just sell mm -hmm. assets. That's not the whole point, guys. You got to just push yourself past your innate desire for uh, to avoid being discomfortable, uh, to being uncomfortable, because you're going to bring the discomfort on yourself from essentially you know, being lazy. And, you know, there's a lot of examples. Like everyone thinks, um, for example, that everyone's motivated by moving towards something like you're going to get a trip to Hawaii if you win the, you know, if you sell 10 houses or whatever it is, right? Well, that motivates very few people. What really motivates uh, people, myself included, frankly, and Julie, everybody, is the fear of losing something you already have. If you are setting your, if you start looking at inactivity as essentially the direct pathway to losing what you already have, you will all of a sudden find the biggest amount of motivation that no amount of Tony Robbins books ever was able to manifest for you. There, I threw a woo-woo word in there for my friends in California. You guys getting this? This is the practical, tactical approach that we take. And if you find yourself being in any way offended by what we're saying, we're only doing it because we don't want you guys to suffer. And we don't want your inactivity or your activities doing the wrong things, frankly, to adversely affect not just your financial future, because there's a lot of things that are associated with financial health, right? Physical health, mental health, spiritual health, but those of your family. That's what Julie and I are thinking about. That's what really drives us at our core. What can we do to get you, Mr. Real Estate Practitioner, to actually move forward and do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level for the sake of yourself, for the sake of your family, for the sake of all the people that you will be indirectly motivating uh, because they see you actually you know, succeeding when everyone else seems to basically be wallowing. That was really good. Thank you. And really true. Yeah, it is really true. And it's why we say, you know, daily, and that's part of the problem with real estate, right? You sell a house today, you don't get paid for 30 days, so it's easy to lose your time uh, sense. But, you know, daily, you are either self-employed or self-unemployed. If you did not earn any money to pay for your daily existence, you were self-unemployed, essentially. So let's move on to point number two. Thank you for that and reminding them. If you are, here's point number two. If you are not calling because you don't know what to say or how to say it. Eliminate that fear by investing in proven scripts. A script is simply an outline of questions that help you to determine a prospect's motivation so you can logically close for an appointment if appropriate. A great script is conversational, puts you in a position of being of service, and focuses on the prospect's needs. By the way, the great scripts, the scripts that really work, are not the free ones that you can download <laughs> online. Oddly enough. Things that have value cost something. So if you're finding a script online or if you – They're is making what, their own. Or that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. It always shocks me how you guys would waste time trying to create your own anything when there's so many different great systems and scripts out there that you could be replicating. It just does not make sense that you waste your time doing that. And the, like, if you think, for example, if I give you a script to call an expired listing and you say, you know what, not my style – 
I'm not going to use that script. I'm yep. going to read my own script. I'm going to make my own script. Okay, great. So you have, you know, 25 years of sales training and uh, coaching and background. You've sold, you know, thousands of homes. What's your background? Oh, I was a school teacher. Oh, okay. Well, that is a background, but it's not in sales. So why exactly do you think that you should be allowing yourself the essentially the the risk of failure by trying to figure it out on the job. Do you have the financial staying power? Do you have hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars so you can experiment with trying to create your own script? Why would you bother? Smart man or woman learns from their mistakes. The brilliant man or woman learns from the mistakes of others. That logic applies here as well. Well, that's what they're trying to do is to personalize it before they have memorized or internalized. We teach you to memorize, internalize, and then a little bit of personalizing, but not like what you guys try and do using your free stuff and then moving stuff around. Yes, but what they're really trying to do is they're trying to create a future excuse why it didn't work. Right. What they're doing by writing their own script is they're going to say, well, I guess I need to tweak it. I need to go back and make it work better. If we give, it's the- it's They'll the, say scripts don't work. Exactly. Yeah. It's the Navy SEALs thing, right? So if you're going to, if we're going to show you a script that works, we're going to show you how to say it, what to say, what the seller is going to say, we're going to lock you through the whole thing. And you know that essentially the script is proven to work in all price ranges and all market conditions with agents of all different levels of success. You know, just bear with me, listeners, that if you fail at that, you're going to have to own a, a, essentially failure. And so what you do instead is you write your own scripts, you make your own systems, you waste time on branding and marketing, you do all these other things so you never have to actually be in a position where you might actually have to ring the bell and walk away because you failed at buds. Buds ringing the bell is essentially you giving up on your prospective dreams. That's the analogy, hopefully, I'm trying to bring into this yeah. podcast. And when you when you wander around the real estate wilds like that, then you have that built-in excuse and meanwhile, every now and then you luck out with a transaction, which gives you just enough money to get by so you don't have to really drill down doing the things that will get you to the next level. Thus, our podcast series. Am I being too direct with you guys? That if I am, I apologize. But understand, I'm doing it because I do pay it. Julie and I, frankly, and all of our coaches, we are paying attention to the misery that's setting in, in our industry amongst agents that have low-skilled. And you guys are continuously essentially listening to people that are just going to amplify your the path that you're on. And I saw something, Julie, I, somebody sent me a video today, mm -hmm. I think is a joke, frankly, <laughs> where some coach was trying to explain it was 11-part funnel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, to attract buyers. Uh. And of course, it started out with pay, uh, paid uh, advertising, sure. pay-per-click. On Google, it was a Google thing. You so know, you got to spend the money first, and right. then then there's ten more steps after that. But it's insane. And is the person that's teaching this? Did they ever sell real estate? Do have the? Couldn't you validate at all what they're saying? And you know, all these agents are like, "Oh my gosh, this is what I need to do." No, here's what you need to do. You need to go take a listing. And the taking of the listing, guys, while everyone else is trying to chase the rabbit down this 11-stage rabbit hole, is easy because your competition is not knowing what to do. That's the nice thing about a market like this. During transitional markets, that's when most of the money is made because people don't know what direction to go. You do because you're listening to this podcast. That's right. So point number three, create your pre-prospecting routine. Now, by that, we don't mean weeks worth of routine and ramp up and getting ready to get started to someday feel like prospecting. No. We're talking about on a daily basis, listen to your favorite music, work out prior to lead generation sessions, or connect with your role play partners, create a routine that works for you, and then duplicate it, stick to it, do it day in and day out. See, that's the thing about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at a high level. You have to do it repetitively. That's the thing. Okay, point number four, and I think you, you touched on this at the top of our podcast, start 
with a minimum number of contacts daily. Remember, a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. That number should equal the number of transactions you need this year to meet or exceed your financial goals. Now that assumes that you know what that number is. That's why we have the real estate treasure map. That's why we have coaching to help you figure that out. But just for example, if you need 12 deals, you must make 12 contacts daily. 24 deals, you've got to make 24 contacts. Now, as your skills increase, that number will shrink. It almost always does. Agents with prospecting skills can usually set one qualified appointment for every 10 to 15 contacts, sometimes now, less depending who you're calling. Okay. So let me add, edit that just ever sure. so slightly. You just said it and that's what I was thinking too. So if you're calling, for example, expireds or for sale by owners, you're going to get to the point when you are essentially operating at Navy SEAL level, you're going to be able to set one pre-qualified listing appointment for every five to seven contacts. We've personally coached people that can do it on average every five basically. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, I mean, that's personally what I've seen as the high watermark. There's probably people that can do it quicker, but that's just my personal experience coaching. So I want you to think about that. If you could wake up every single morning and you knew, let's just say when you're getting started, it's going to take you to, you know, 15 contacts. You set one pre-qualified listing appointment. What if you could make one pre-qualified listing appointment every single day? Oh my gosh, how would I manage all that? Well, I got an idea for you. Figure it out along the way. Talk that's to some of our coaching clients who are <laughs> exactly. doing it. I mean, that's they, a nice... They don't want you to know, by the way. <laughs> right. That's a nice problem to have. Wouldn't you agree? That's what this market delivers is opportunities like this that this past market didn't deliver. You know, it's not just with the normal things that people think to prospect expires and for sale by owners, centers of influence and past clients. It's all the other, you know, okay, here's what I was thinking when you're reading this point. Julie, that's going to take too much time. That's too hard. Yeah. Do you know what's going to take too much time? You know what's going to be super hard? And so you don't have money to essentially buy your family Christmas presents. That's what's really going to be hard. When you don't have the yeah. money to pay your bills, when you when you are situated when the market gets worse and the economy goes into recession, when inflation rises, when things become more challenging, and then you realize I should have got my skills on it, you know, months if not a year or years before. That's what's going to be really hard. This is easy. It is. I remember. I don't know if you remember this or not. I used to have this great book on my desk when we were selling real estate, and it said. 21 jobs worse than yours for those days where I, they like you. I mean, everybody doesn't want to do what they don't want to do. They never want to do this stuff, right? Don't go past number five. Okay. Okay. So, and, and that book of jobs was, it would show a picture of the job. It would state the pay that you would make for the job. And then it would give you some horrible statistic like, you know, okay. So what do they call them? Sanitation engineer, engineers, a garbage person, their job is worse than you. But they can make up to like 80 grand a year or something. Oh, no, sister. Okay, but the likelihood of them dying of either some kind of yeah. mechanical thing, falling into the truck that they're putting trash into, or getting some horrible disease is really high. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? But if you're in big major cities, that's way more than that. It's hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars a well, year. Well, you could do that. Yeah. Or you could just get on the phone and talk to some people. You know, actually, Julie, <laughs> you're touching on something. I mean, yeah. When anyone says that doing work that involves your, you know, sitting on your butt or even Using talking to people, right, is real work, that's not real work. Some no. of you have never done real work before. Some of you have never actually worked with your hands or some of you have never known what it feels like to be. Some of you have, I know, I, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to be condescending, but real work is real work. Real work is physical labor. Real work is the guy that's climbing up the pole to fix the electric during the snowstorm. Okay, real work is the guy that's digging the ditch. Real work is the gal, the nurse who's having to stay up all night and take care of people in the ER. You, that's real work. What we do in real estate, by comparison, is easy. 
because it's just essentially having what you will discover is the same conversation over and over and over and over again. When you're working yeah. with sellers or even buyers or anybody in real estate, it is the same. Con it's, if anything, it's boring. You know, it's the same conversation over and over again. That and when you start actually proactively generating, you learn how to pre-qualify and you learn how to actually present. It even gets more boring, and the challenge doesn't become actually setting appointments. The challenge becomes not making it too complicated because your mind is bored, right? Yeah. And some of you do that. You guys have these beautiful, elegant you know, essentially proactive uh, lead generation based businesses. And then you decide, well, I'm going to add a team. Why? Yeah. Or I'm going to try something else and then I'll stop making my calls because that's the magic thing. So stop doing that. All right. Point number five, stop living in fear of the unknown. This is a big issue for some of you who have never been proactive about lead generation. No one expects you to have all the answers when you're talking about real estate. If you get stuck, Use the script. That's a great question. I'm writing it down and I'll have an answer for you this evening. What's the best number to reach you? Then follow up with what you promised. Ask for help if you have no idea how to answer their question. But this script should end your fear of getting stuck in a conversation where you have no idea what to say next. Because that can happen many different levels. It could have to do with a price range that you're not comfortable in, a type of real estate. Maybe you've got a great commercial lead, but you've never done that before. And you don't want to BS somebody, they always know if you do, and you don't want to turn it down or especially don't say, oh, I don't do that. I don't do leases. I don't do commercial. I don't do this. I don't do, I don't work in that who, neighborhood. Who did you right? write that point for, Julie? Because you wrote that point. I mean, if you want to use something that's also a little bit pseudoscience, D-I-S-C, that point was primarily written for, I would say, an analytical personality uh, Analytical, style. but also amiable people who are pleasers and put upon themselves that they're supposed to know how to help everybody off the cuff. But really isn't the essence of essentially getting stuck on that particular point, isn't it basically ego? Well, it is because here's the thing. Remember what the point was. No one expects you to have all the answers when you're talking about real estate, except for you. Why do you think you're supposed to know everything all the time? That's impossible. That is an expression of ego. It's the same thing about uh, expecting perfection. It's a cousin to that, that you think that you can achieve that is an expression of ego. Instead, memorize the simple script. Yep, I love it. Point number six. Point number six, then we're going to wrap for today. So point number six, have a mindset of being of service. When you make it all about the person you're talking to, you'll make it less about you. Maya Angelou famously stated, quote, they'll forget what you said, but remember how you made them feel. So remove the words I, me, my, and mine as much as possible from your conversations. Ask more questions and make fewer statements. You need to work on listening more than speaking. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little observation, and that's not true for all of you, but it is true for a lot of you. How do you feel right now? Don't you feel like your energy level is a little higher than it was, say, 26 minutes ago? I hope so. Don't you feel a little bit more excited? Don't you feel more optimistic? Don't you feel a little bit more encouraged because this information is so practical and tactical and you can see yourself moving forward with it? Has your mindset improved? Isn't that fascinating? It's not about the woo-woo, guys. It's about the action. It's not even about you-you. It's about being of service to other people, which, which was Julie's last point. This, is, this market, this economy, this time in history is going to go down perhaps as one of the most challenging in the history of humanity. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. I would imagine economically it's going to be. But it also is going to create more opportunities for more people to, be, uh, to essentially create more wealth in every single time of 
financial, social, doesn't matter, unrest always creates the biggest opportunities. All the way back from the, you know, the dawn of humans, it's always happened. The biggest rises, I mean, Julie and I were talking about this actually, um, and I'm going to try to make a podcast about this, but I'll just mm-hmm. share this concept with you guys. We started talking about this during COVID, um, and we were believing that, and we researched and we found some evidence that what we were thinking was true, that you have enormous bursts of creativity and innovation that happen after some kind of plague. Yes. Right? And what we're experiencing now doesn't feel like that, mm-hmm. but what we do see evidence of are the, all these new sprouts that are starting to come out of the ground, the obvious one being AI. How about all the technology advancements that's going to come from that, the Medicine. healthcare advancements mm-hmm. that's going to come from that? All the things are going to massively improve uh, you know, incredibly fast because of uh, AI and the other technologies that are related to it. That is going to evolve humanity in the same amount of time it took for us to move 100 years. We're going to move uh, in 24 months. I mean, assuming it doesn't become an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That's why you always say please and thank you to it. Yeah, that's right. When you're asking <laughs> Chad GPT for uh, help with writing anything, make sure you're very, very polite. Just in case. In case it turns out to be Miss Manners. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> when, it, when it shows up at your door, you are rude. You are terminated. Uh, you must be terminated. Exactly. <laughs> well, guys, listen, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Now, your way of paying for hopefully what was entertaining and educational and motivational is to give us a five-star review on iTunes or certainly subscribe to us over on YouTube. If you want to join our coaching program, the links are down below. Um, if you want to discuss uh, joining Julie and IDXP Realty. The information is all there as well. Guys, it is our pleasure. It is our honor to be your real real estate coaches. And we certainly, certainly appreciate you listening to this podcast and keeping it the number one list to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.